0: The Project Project, Kuwait Learn Lift
1: lift, lift, lift. Hello and welcome to The Project. On today's episode, the big guy's not around to push Maddie's buttons. So Maddie and Meg get together to discuss stress management and that work, life, and health balance that everyone seems to be chasing. In a fast-paced 21st century, it's extremely difficult to avoid or eliminate the stress in our life but there are many ways to cope with it. We'll discuss all this and more in today's episode.
0: All this and more in today's episode. So episode two without the big guy. (laughs) And you know what? There's you're fired, le- Liam. <laughs> I know, right? And there's less stress <laughs> and less tension.
1: I don't think he would fit in this room anyway.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Sorry. Oh. You said it. <laughs> Liam, Liam, you got to shave off a few pounds, buddy. Maybe off that barbell. No. I was thinking, <laughs> well, he's
1: last episode he was what, six was he up to six eight yet? He might be I think he I close to six, seven. Six, he, he six, might not fit
0: six eight and from my last intro, he's about three hundred pounds. Right.
1: So And you're down to about what, five two now? <laughs> <laughs> every episode he gets taller you get shorter
0: i know but speaking of stress don't I you mean, guys start
1: talking about me <laughs> hey hey look
0: without liam here i have no one to make fun of okay and i can't make fun of you because you're the smart one you'll just pummel me all right i can't deal with those insults <laughs> i can't deal with that right now i don't want to stress you out yeah i know speaking of stress yes so um how stressed are we today without liam and how stressed are we trying to start this episode
1: <laughs> without his? cough intro
0: i know right
1: oh no we miss him
0: so it's like stress management. So what types of stress, yeah. stress are there? Let's, so there's I mean, a lot of
1: types of stress. So people typically, when we talk about stress or think about stress, we're very connected to the emotional and mental stress. Um, and a lot of times when doctors are prescribing to someone like, oh, you need to manage your stress. You know, those are the kinds of conversations that they talk about. They're like, you know, maybe, you know, go for a walk or read a book or something along those lines.
0: First thing people think of is, oh, my finances. I think that's the first yeah, number yeah. one leading yeah. is, oh, it's, it's a money issue. That's what right. stresses me out the most most yeah. whereas there are a lot of other influences that stress us out totally totally
1: so there's definitely the mental and emotional side which can come from your relationships come from your work and can come from your your finances and i gotta get rid of, of my wife oh no <laughs> sorry she <laughs> ain't listening to this
0: show she does hey i love you <laughs> stop stressing me out lady <laughs>
1: So, yeah, we've got the mental and emotional side that comes through. Um, you've got digestive stress. So that's like what you're eating and what you're drinking. Um, we've talked about this before with the guts having such a huge connection to your your brain and your mood um, and how, how your body manages stress and what those hormones, you know, do to balance out stressful responses in the body. So your digestive stress is a huge source for a lot of people and a lot of times fixing the digestive stress. Helps manage the the mental.
0: Um, I mean, realistically, die. taking a good poop makes you feel good. Oh yeah, it's because you're getting yeah. rid of they shit. Call it, literally,
1: poo <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. I've <laughs> you never, never heard that. I've
0: never heard yeah, that one before. Poo I like that. Nice release. I'm so stealing that from you. That is such an awesome term. I didn't create it. I don't
1: know where that came from,
0: but I've heard it forever. Well, but it's true though. I mean, how many people feel like shit, and then you go you you go the bathroom.
1: Some people I think don't even realize uh you know depending on what we talked about this before, like one to three times a day is normal and for people who don't go like you know a few days in a row and just think that's normal i think they don't so realize how so dude if
0: you are lacking fiber <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> food exactly. and fiber because yeah, yeah. a funny funny thing about that is sorry real quick interjection yeah, is um a year ago i was like and this was it was actually two years ago or three years ago where i was um i cut down my calories Mm -hmm. dramatically I was like oh my god I'm you know going the bathroom once every two days what's going on here and then all of a sudden like I figured it out I put two and two together I was like well I'm eating less food so I have less waste to get rid of and I was feeling like shit because literally you've got shit sitting in your stomach you know you've got you've got all those toxins just kind of brewing in there but then when I put two and two together that all right I need to up my food intake and we're talking good food you know good fibers and everything that's when I put two and two together. I was like, all right, I just gotta eat a little bit more and you know, have regular bowel movements and you're gonna feel better. You yeah. di- digestive stress. I'm so glad you touched on that. And yeah, you can go back. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> that's, that's my totally, proof and story. And uh, yeah. everyone in the world knows about my bowel habits. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's very important that people it's one of the biggest like your body is so cool. It communicates you to you in so many different ways. And you know, we've talked about hormone balances before and you have uh when you have an excess of hormones, that gets, you know, your body gets rid of that through your your digestion as well. Um and so you don't want those things, you know, excess of hormones and, and toxins and things trapped inside of you. So your body is giving you this information to let you know how things are functioning, um, what kind of balance your body is in, you know, through all these different systems. And so your skin is a big indication of, you know, how great your your digestive stress is. Um And then obviously your, you know, digestion, getting rid of things too, um, that's going to be a big indication of it. So your body gives you so many different ways to understand what's going on inside of it. And the digestive system is one that's really, really important. So what you eat and what you drink is definitely can put a big um, stress on the body. And that can be, you know, allergies and things. We've talked about that before, Um, you know, things. So what about
0: skincare? Like if, if, if I know, if I know that I have some digestive stress going on, or if I know my skin just doesn't look as clear as, you know, say, whoever's skin on Instagram looks. Mm. What are some of the things that's
1: that... That's filtered. I, I know, right?
0: Filtered and added all kinds of shit and airbrushed and whatever else.
1: How do I get my skin to look like whatever filter?
0: I know, <laughs> yeah. all shiny with like no yeah. marks or whatever. No. I hate that when they take my picture, by the way, and they like make it all smooth. I'm like, where, where are my chicken pox guys? Like, that's I don't like, look like that, I know, that's yeah. not me. But what can, I mean, what can people do to... Help out a little bit with, you know, making their so, skin look better because yeah. that's a part of stress, like yep. the way we look and especially yeah, that play, goes back to the yeah. mental
1: and emotional kind of thing is just that mindset and that perception of things. So when it comes to the the link between digestive stress and your skin stress or, you know, what you see show up on your skin um, a lot of times, it's the uh, uh, too much sugar um, can obviously have some big impacts on the your hormonal
0: skin. Hormonal, side yeah, yeah, like and It's, all, it's all
1: hormone imbalance is what it comes yeah. down to, and because so many of your hormones are produced in your guts, that's why digestive stress um, can show up in something like a skin condition. That's why I so, ask you the hard
0: questions. You can answer these, yeah. <laughs> so, like the you know
1: eczema and acne, um, you know, real dry skin, rough feeling skin, and things like that um, can be down to like how much sugar you're eating. Um, for a lot of people, you know, dairy sometimes has an impact on, on skin conditions. Um, so just as an experiment with one of my clients, um, you know, he was, you know, interested in, in diet stuff, you know, and how to, um, lose weight was the the ultimate goal of what it came down to. But, um, I encouraged him just to try like one thing at a time, like eliminate one thing at a time and just see how that goes within the diet. Um, so he actually started with red meat. Um, he wanted to see what kind of an impact that was having on his body. So the experiment was just to eliminate it for a couple of weeks and then add it back in and see what you know, he noticed. But while he eliminated it, he was noticing so many different things about, you know, like, um, sweat and just overall energy. And then like, there was like blood pressure medications and things, you know, he went in for testing and all that kind of stuff. And it turns out that yeah, he, he learned so much about his body by cutting out that red meat for a little bit of time. Um, so that was an amazing experiment. Um, he didn't was really, that
0: here in Kuwait? That was
1: here in Kuwait. Yep, yep. Really? Yep. So then after he had finished his little experiment with that, um, you know, started making some, you know, turned on to just like a little bit better food choices. So then he was like, all right, I'm going to try sugar. So he stopped putting sugar in his coffee, you know, then that turned into, well, I don't need to have dessert every time I go out to eat with my friends. And it's like, okay, well I don't need to really be eating dessert as often as I have been, or even at all. And so, um, he was about two weeks into no sugar. Hadn't really noticed much of an effect at first. And I, you know, told him, I said, you carry on with it and see, see what you think. You know, maybe not weight loss with this, you know, elimination, but what else do you notice? Um, and sure enough, it was maybe about another week into it. And it was like his skin just started looking amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was really great. Wow. Like it looked tighter. It was brighter. Um, and so he definitely has, has noticed some effects with that. Um, digestion and other things started to improve a lot with that. Um, and, uh, and then now, like, the weight loss uh, stuff, the effects and things are coming off a little bit quicker. He's also made choices, like, switching all of his French fries into um, baked potatoes. Oh, yeah, uh, that's the the a French big fries, one. Yeah, so, yeah. Oils, so oils the, I mean, are So I It's just as simple one, as yeah. that. It's just, yeah. you know, like, what's, like, a little bit better than what you were doing, you know? And so he's, he's improved a lot of that digestive stress or relieved a lot of that digestive stress just by experimenting with one thing at a time. And it's helping improve all these other aspects of stress. So that's how well interconnected these things all are.
0: Makes sense. We're a yeah. product of what what we eat you know yeah, yeah, what yeah. we put in our body and it it's makes information total sense. for your body it yeah. makes total yeah. sense if you're stressing your digestive system out your body's going to cry out And whether it's joint it's inflammation yeah way. yeah you're yeah. 100% yeah. right that's that's you yeah. know yeah, you summed it up perfectly yeah. so
1: so then there's Also environmental stress. And so this is a little bit harder to control. This is, you know, can come down to like your air quality your water quality, uh, things like that. But it's basically who and what's around you. So living in the city, you know, is obviously a very different stress type to living out in the country.
0: Living in Kuwait in general. I was driving, driving down Ahmadi uh, yesterday, (laughs) not even traffic. I swear to God, there's a gas leak. Mm. And I I, like I I thought I was going nuts. I mean, I'm driving down. I usually keep my window down. Yeah, I like, you know, I just like the breeze coming in. And I got to Ahmadi and it just reeked yeah. like friggin' some gas that would, you know, that leaked out. And I was just like, dude, this is bad. And it, it kind of went on for about a kilometer or two. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, people don't understand that these factors will stress us out too. And,
1: Again, it's a hormone response. We don't have the body. most environmental. Yeah. It's in. not the
0: most yeah. environmental friendly country in the world.
1: No, Kuwait is uh, I, for sure in the top five of most toxic places in the, in the world. I believe that's like, I, you can Google that quick if you want, but I'm why, why, sure why,
0: why, why are you freaking me out? Yeah. I'm sorry. It is. <laughs> <Why are> you, <laughs> Take a walk well, along well, the marina. Well, I, you I know, see. you're so right. But I mean, you're so you right. think of
1: like all the, all the cars that are on the road. There's so much pollution that is going on with that. Um, plus, you know, everything that gets pumped out into the sea, um, You know, so it depends. That's why you want to be really careful with your seafood sourcing and stuff, especially around here. Um, You know, what waters the food are caught in. Um, There's a lot of environmental stress that's going on. A lot of that just comes down to pollution, Um, you know a lot of food waste and and a lot of just general waste um in particular here not great ways to collect it or dispose of it um so environmental stress is a big one that's and that can even be people that are around you too you know those mindsets and things are contagious um so who and what are around you is definitely part of that environmental stress uh that you get on your body
0: that makes sense.
1: Um, we've also got physical stress, and that could be moving too much or moving too little. Um, so constantly taxing your nervous system, uh, you know, with working out and overtraining um, puts a, a high stress load on the body um, to the point where it feels like it's in some kind of danger, and that elevates that cortisol, which is your stress hormone, um, which will just, you know, alert your body to that danger is coming, and it's going to reorganize to what it needs to do to preserve things, which usually ends up being, um, you know, hanging on to, you know, some excess body fat. And things like that, because it's it's trying to protect you. It's it's nervous. Um, so th- that's on the side of moving too much, moving too little. Sorry,
0: Kuwait doesn't make the top twenty.
1: It doesn't. No, oh, I shit. hate to break it okay. to you. I
0: had to. I, I know, like yeah. I, swear Meg, Meg, I read that Meg somewhere. was talking a lot there. I was yeah. looking for that. I just wanted yeah. to see it because. Dude, someone got paid off.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Some, probably, someone got probably. paid off. There's
0: no way Kuwait doesn't make the top, top 20.
1: It's, it's, it's somewhere in the GCC. It's Sorry.
0: Because go, it's just, uh, I, yeah. I think what you were saying in terms of, um, and a lot of people don't understand when they do walk into a gym, the stress that you put on your body, mm. it releases different hormones. And sometimes stress is a good thing. And it could right. be- yeah, sorry. No, uh, I was gonna, you go. There no, you go. <laughs> it, it, could, it could, it could, it could be a really bad thing because look, building muscle in general, when you build muscle, you are putting stress on that muscle. So if you're doing a bicep curl with five kilos, you're stressing that muscle out and you're causing little tiny micro tears. And then your body comes in, it heals it, you know, and that's how the muscle gets bigger. In a simple sense, you can elaborate In a little a bit more sense. from yeah, the science, yeah. but that's, you know, for, for everybody to understand. Now, when you go and do 150 bicep curls or, you know, and do that four times a day, you end up getting something Meg knows a lot about called <laughs> rhabdo. <laughs> you know? And that's kind of your body's way of shutting down. And people don't understand, oh, why do I get joint inflammation after a heavy workout or why um, can't I do this workout three days later? And they don't understand the central nervous system.
1: Yeah. It's even so much as like blasting your legs one day and going in and your arms feel weak, you know, and it's, and they don't understand that connection of it. So your, your body is, is operating as, as one entire unit and it's, it's very complex, but it, it does all come down to, to those hormones and uh, and responses to that. So that's on the side of moving too much that causes obviously a stress on the body, and there's good stress and there's and there's bad stress. Um, you know, with that. The good stress of obviously adapting and, and changing the body, but then on the side of too much to where your body goes and there, the There,
0: there are, are ways of measuring that too. You can right. do something you can measure your heart rate variability, mm-hmm. which is a good stress test, which you know tells you how your CNS is operating. If you were over Stress the day before, you're going to get an indication of, you know, your heart rate variability is the beats between each, um, is the beats, the beats of your heart. How, oh shit, I'm way off on this. (laughs) I I totally forgot, but I, I mean, I use a device that tells me every morning uh, if I'm ready to train based on the stress that I, um, that I underwent the day before. Yeah, I'm not going to say the name of the brand. Actually, I don't give a shit. It's the whoop. Okay. You know, and I use that and it's a gauge. Yeah, I use it as a gauge and it, you know, it measures the stress. It measures your heart rate variability, which then tells you if you're ready for another hard day's worth of training. Which I think is a great tool, but that's the only thing is it's a tool.
1: Yeah, I've never, I don't use anything like that. I've never heard of that. I'll look more into it for sure. Um, that could be interesting.
0: I mean, it's good. Um, it's it's good, but some people go overboard with it, mm. and I've always gone with the basis of I'll use it as a gauge but that's not my only indicator. If I wake up in the morning and I feel great and it says I'm at 20%, which it's done. I'm like, dude, I'm still going out and training hard. Mm. You know, it, it depends on what level I put my, what level of stress I put my body under. The right. Day there's,
1: there's so many things that those watches watches can't tell you, but this is, this is the thing with stress. Okay. So we've got our, our mental and our emotional, we've got our digestive, we've got our environmental, we've got our physical stress, which is moving too much and also moving too little. So moving too little is a stress on the body as well. Um, You know, so this is, complete sedentary lifestyle you know that's going to have a a a stress effect as well and then we've also got on the side of there's chemical stress and that's you know what you're exposed to which could be building chemicals and things that are around or even what you're putting on your skin so we've talked about your skin being your biggest organ and your digestive stress is going to show up there but it can also be from the chemicals of lotions and perfumes and makeup and all that kind of stuff um whatever you put on your skin Ideally, it should be something that you would eat because within six seconds, it's absorbed into your your bloodstream. Um, so that's another effect. But basically, what this, how your body responds to all this. So the stress load causes a hormone response. Okay, so our hormones, there has to be, they have to be in balance. There's always a certain amount of each one that we need. Um, if one's too high and one's too low, then we've got an imbalance. If both are too high and both are too low, you know, in, in whatever circumstance that they're working with each other. Um, you're going to have an imbalance. Um, and so your body uses hormones as a way to um, keep keep everything in balance, all right? Hormone imbalance causes inflammation. Mm-hmm. okay? So your stress affects your hormones, your hormones if there's an imbalance and stuff there with the depending on the stress load that you're under so this is the thing is the body doesn't look at like oh I'm mentally stressed oh I'm only digestive stress or oh I had too much physical training your body doesn't respond to it individually to each one it responds to the load so those hormones are going to respond to the load of stress that you're under not just makes each sense. type individually yeah, makes sense. so that's where you get that hormone imbalance which is going to lead into inflammation so if the entire stress load is really heavy on the body now your body is going to get inflammation as a way to protect so So that inflammation, again, like we talk about not all stress is bad, right? We need some stress to be able to adapt. Um, It's the things that, you know, can, you know, push us to to make changes and whatnot. The same thing with inflammation, like inflammation is the body's way to protect. It's not bad, but when you get too high of a dose of stress, when you get too high of a dose of inflammation, that's where the disease and the problems come from. Makes sense. Yeah, no, so that makes total sense. It's the, You're right. The stress load um, leading to that hormone imbalance, leading to the inflammation, leading to to the disease. So hormones are very, very hard to control um, because we talked about all the different ways that they can be affected by all those types of stress. So what you can control. Sorry, just to circle me, back
0: because I got a question yeah, go from ahead. from Average Joe over here. Okay, go ahead. I pride myself on that. Yeah, yeah. The guy that works behind the desk now i've been working i've been working out for close to four years pretty consistently right now you know ever since i've lost all my weight and everything and you know my macros are pretty much the same right now everything's been the same for almost a year now and i just i want to circle around because you could give a probably a solid answer to this Um, and I, I know what it is for me, but I'm saying for everyone else out there, I'm, you know, I'm engaged, I'm, I'm building a house right now. I'm working nine to five. I've got a four year old son. I've got to manage finances and I still go to the gym. I work out like a beast, you know, and I eat right, but I am not losing weight. Now people will see that and they'll say, oh, I got to hit it harder at the gym therefore stressing themselves out more. But for me, I know that the stress that I have externally is probably contributing to me staying at this stagnant weight in a homeostasis, so to speak, right? Yeah. Because that's going to do that. If yeah. you're if you're overstressed, it's going to keep you at a... You're not going to burn off fat. You're not going to lose weight.
1: Well, your body's going to readjust. Again, it's going to be a protective mode, a survival mode.
0: So what could I do, all right, or what could someone in my situation do to break that barrier, because at the end of the day, people listening to this want to lose weight. So what could they do to get, break that barrier and start losing weight again? If they are overstressed and, you know, un, you know, under rested, all that, all the above. Yeah.
1: I would start with uh, sleep um, because this is the only time that your body has to to recover um, for those hormones to do their work for your body to actually de-stress and shut down. Um, so what starts even before that, I would say, is probably your bedtime routine. So I would start to focus on what that what the two hours look like before you're getting in bed and what quality of sleep that you're having. Um with that, um, Sleep is for sure. It'll undermine anything that you try to do in the gym, anything that you try to do nutrition wise, um, anything that you try to do to manage those other types of stress. If you have poor sleep, um, not enough sleep, um, or it's not, you know, deep enough sleep, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna run into some problems. Uh, like when I first moved out here. I was coming off of working, you know, one full-time job and about four to six part-time jobs and, and freelance gigs. I mean, I was sleeping maybe four to five hours a night, um, wasn't in a, in a real healthy position. And when I first got out here, I bet I dropped about 10 pounds within the first week or so or not to, sorry, not the first week, the first month or so I dropped about 10 pounds, um, just from sleeping eight hours a night. So... Uh, sleep is a, is a big indication. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're using, we're using someone else's studio and he's, he's just out there screwing around outside. I know. Like, what are you doing, dude? (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) But yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, that's okay. I was just going to say sleep will undermine anything that you try to do.
0: No, that makes makes sense. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I cut you off, but yeah, just for all the listeners, we have, um, I'm going to give him a shout out. Okay. Rami, who's kind of a jerk. He's out there. He's tell Me, I owe money, but I'm just like, no, 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 it's not happening. But, um, yeah, so let's go back to this. He's out of here. Sorry, I know, right? I know it's a perfect distraction to kind of like light us up. All right, bye bye. Bye. I love you too. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we could cut that out or just yeah. leave it in there. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> I'd say
1: bedtime routine. Um, going back to the to the sleep side, I would say uh, looking at that the, or uh, prioritizing the sleep as a way to manage all those other types of stress. You want to start there. If you've got good sleep, you know, then there's a lot of other aspects that you could go in, and look into. But that's probably the one that undermines it the most and that most people struggle with.
0: What about meditation? I mean, yeah. a lot of people struggle with meditation. I think tried, I tried meditating and it just stressed me out way much. i like, why can't I meditate? And it's yeah. just, it turned into what's supposed to help me de-stress, stressed me out a lot more.
1: So a lot of people have this uh, confusion about what meditation is. Um, and so some people think that when they sit down to meditate, that there's supposed to be nothing going on through their mind. Like they're supposed to be... Um, you know, totally not thinking about anything. So the second they get a thought in their head, now they're stressed because they're like, "Well, oh, I'm meditating right now. I'm not supposed to be thinking about this. It, that's not the point of meditation. The meditation is not to have zero thoughts. I mean, your brain's job is to create thoughts. You can't turn that off. That's so true. Um, the idea is to slow down the pace of those thoughts and how many of those thoughts that, you're, that are coming in, basically. Um, and it's just being able to... Look at those thoughts that are coming through and. And understand, you know, maybe what are they trying to communicate, but really not trying to analyze them much in that moment. You're not trying to judge, you know, where they're coming from um, or what they mean or anything like that. Again, it's the brain's job is to create thoughts and that's going to happen based on experiences. And these could be thoughts that are triggered by, you know, what you heard in passing, you know, or at a cafe, you know, overhearing a conversation. It could be thoughts that were triggered by, you know, a certain smell. It could be thoughts that are triggered by, you um, you know, what you saw on Instagram, you know, 10 minutes ago, you know, it's like there's all kinds of things that could be floating around. So the idea is just to slow down the pace of those thoughts is not to eliminate them. But meditation is also, I mean, if you look at what it is, it's just, it's an observation. So you're observing those thoughts. So if sitting down with your legs crossed, you know, in eyes closed, isn't a meditation practice that you're into fine. Then you can, you can walk and meditate. You can have sure. your eyes open and meditate. It's just an observation. Just take a few minutes to take some deep breaths and really just see like, what is going on around you or what's going on inside of you. Um, so my meditation practice every day starts with, um, a movement where i I circle through each joint and I just move like my neck around in circles. I'll move my shoulder in circles. I'll move my hips and I'll move my knees. And this is like an I- immunity check for me basically. Mm-hmm. And it's a chance for me to kind of body scan and see what's going on. Like, how do I feel like maybe I don't feel hundred percent in my hips today. Maybe I don't, you know, so it helps kind of gauge what I'm going to do for my training, but it's also just a nice way to observe, like, you know, how slow am I moving? How fast am I moving? And then, Within that, I can observe, you know, thoughts that I have of what's coming up for the day or, you know, what's related to even just physically how I feel. Um, You know, if I feel more tension on my right side and things like that, you know, like, what's that all about? Um, So it's just an observation is all meditation is.
0: I think that's so important that people need to understand. It's not sitting and blanking on your mind. It's meditation could be whatever you think it is that's comfortable and relaxing. Right. I mean, that's I think it's literally
1: just taking a moment
0: to breathe. I mean, yeah, Yeah. no, I put the damn phone down. You know, that's, Absolutely. I think that's the number yeah. one thing. Like w- my most relaxing times these days, like yeah. what I've, what, what what's calmed me down a lot in the past three weeks is going into a sauna because mm. I can't bring my phone in there.
1: Right. And right. what I
0: love is like the temperature gauge will go up, phone shuts off. And I'm like, all right, now I know I can't have my phone and it's literally just me and my thoughts. Yeah. And sometimes that's all you need is just you and your thoughts. And it allows, it allows you to reorganize everything. And de-stress to the point where you could walk out of there feeling refreshed and perfect. Well,
1: and one of the great analogies, you know, with it is like, you know, cleaning off your desk. Let's say a worker filing, you know, papers away. And it's when you meditate. Um, and especially if you journal what some of those thoughts are afterwards. Um, it's just a great way of filing that stuff away. It's really just clearing out some of that space. So you touch on like the phone and that's such a huge thing. So especially if, you know, we're talking about the stress load, the body is responding to the stress load that you're under. So let's say, you know, you're already kind of emotionally stressed. Maybe you've got some digestive stress going on. Now you go into the gym and you do a workout. Immediately after your workout, you go and you grab your phone and now you're back to, you know, seeing all these messages of things that you need to get done for the day. Or, you know, you're scrolling through Instagram and, you know, maybe you didn't have a great workout and you're seeing someone maybe else you didn't but get they're... enough
0: likes or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. it is.
1: So that's, it's so important, especially after doing a workout. say like when you wake up in the morning after your workouts and when you go to bed um
0: just so everyone knows that's meg hitting the table yeah (laughs) (laughs) i get rid of liam and i got you (laughs) jesus (laughs) Um,
1: but those are gonna be the times to really pay attention to your phone so like immediately following that workout you want to take the next five to minutes five minutes or so no phone don't look at that phone don't let anything else in at that time you need to go for some deep breaths you need to walk around a little bit you need to let the body shake off that physical stress before you go and add on another stress load of emotional, financial, environmental, whatever it might be. So think about that stress load that you're putting the body under. Let it recover for a few minutes after that physical stress from moving and do something else. Same thing when you wake up in the morning,
0: but sorry, thing, sorry, just to yeah. circle back to that, sometimes yeah. working out is your de-stressor. And if yeah. you're sitting there on your phone, yeah. then you're you're negating, you know, what you're trying to do in the right. gym. So right. it's like, instead of paying the guy half KD to take your Instagram pictures, <laughs> just put the goddamn phone down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like that yeah. goes for before the workout and after workout and during the workout. Just don't use you your don't phone. It. It's, yeah. You really yep. don't. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, first thing in the morning too, I would say that first hour is absolutely crucial. Give yourself some time in the morning to wake up, um, you know, get yourself a good, good breakfast, maybe move around a little bit, whatever it is. Um, but don't, don't blast yourself with messages. It's it's so, it's so hard
0: nowadays. And I think you don't have to start by waiting an hour. Mm. You know, I think for me, at least what I've done is train myself where I started three minutes five minutes 15 right, minutes right, right. 20 minutes yeah. and now it's gotten to the point where i forget my phone yeah. on the charger at yeah. home and i gotta drive back and grab it i swear yeah. to god i
1: put my phone on airplane mode at night um and That's then that my, way when i wake up in the morning like i i have it there and it's and it's there but i i'm not getting anything in um and i don't, i won't look at it for at least the first hour but that did take some building up too because it used to be you know yeah wake up in bed and i would you know lay in bed with my phone and go through, you know, messages and emails and all kinds of things. I turn my email notifications off. So I have to physically go into my email to see what I've been sent. I don't get alerted as soon as one comes through. Um, And I think that's so important for people to understand, you know, those Apple watches and things too, you know, i I had to tell my sister, I'm like, turn that freaking thing off.
0: Have <laughs> I had like, my watch? <laughs> I know, like, it's, it
1: does have a lot of good, you know, benefits to tracking things, but yeah. like, you don't need to be alerted the second a text message comes through sure. or email comes through. No, it's on your body, and that's triggering it every time. I mean, it's just if you're not
0: a doctor, it can wait.
1: Turn it off. Yeah. Turn it off. Yeah, it's just adding to that stress load. So these, think about the things that you can control because we talk about hormone imbalances and that causes inflammation, and that gets scary because you're like, why well, can't exactly control what these hormones are going to do, and how do I know where it's like exactly coming from. And it's, you know, relax. Your mindset is number one. Um, so, Calming your mind down, so like, taking a few minutes to breathe. I'm like, I'm stressed out right now. I know, right? But, uh, yeah, but your Meg, is Everybody, thing.
0: Meg's a little stressed no, right no, now. I, She's I, probably I, gonna I'm throw something. At. Yeah, that she is. is I'm she very is. passionate about it. So, can we have a Meg rant? <laughs> can, we
1: could. Let it happen naturally. Don't force
0: it. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I wait for it. <laughs>
1: but uh mindset is what you can control, and these are your thoughts, and you have to understand where these thoughts are coming from. And every thought that comes in your mind doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. Like I said, these can be triggered by a lot of different things. It can be somebody else's beliefs. It can be Something that society has kind of put out there as a value, um, you know, that reinforce these things. It could be past experiences. Um, so your mindset is a big one. So understand your brain's job is to create thoughts, but not necessarily every single one of these thoughts is based in truth. Um, so really pay attention to to your mindset and, and your perception of your stress. That's the biggest thing. It's how you perceive your stress. So we know that. Life is going to happen and shit's going to happen. Right. You know, your your car tire is going to go out. You know, your kid's going to piss the bed or you know something's <laughs> going to happen. Right. Like it's there's all kinds of different things that you can't control. And so it's really your perception about those times of of how you manage your stress. You're never going to be able to eliminate it. We need stress because. At a time, you know, this evolutionary, you know, thing as well, we're here because of stress, you know, of being able to be on the lookout for things and to react to things. Um, But, you know, we live in a little bit of a different time uh, right now, and there's more things that we can control within that. So it's your perception of your stress is really how you go to managing it. You're never going to eliminate it. And that's where it starts is just understanding that of I have a choice of how I can can react to it or what I can create out of this. Um, So that's number one. Your water and your sleep, those, like I said, those are always the two biggest things that I have people focus on first, um, because your, your water is going to help, um, with the hormones, um, you know, making sure things are are hydrated and, and well to do their job. Um, and sleep is the other side of that. Um, making sure that your body can communicate and recover. And then the movement side, you can control how much you move or how little you move. Um, so those are things that you, you need to pay attention to. Um, so those are the, the top few things that I would, I would get people to focus on, um, on how to manage your stress. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, some people live by stress.
1: They let my, it control my, them. my, my yeah. mother
0: lives by stressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hope she never listens to
1: worrying, like, yeah, worry. Yeah, war. Yeah. That's what you know. My grandma is what we call her, she's just worried about everything, and 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 that's in my mom, too. You know, she's she's got a lot of fear <laughs> of things. You know, she yeah. doesn't want to, you know, traveling, you know, and me traveling, you know, that all stresses her out and scares her. And it's just again, it's the perception, and a lot of that is driven by media for her,
0: so. which, yeah, no, which is understandable. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's nothing you could do. <coughs>
1: that's all right. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) Again,
0: I get rid of Lydia. What am I supposed to do here? But um, Um, no, I mean, I think that was, you know, that that's some great stuff now. I mean, what I think one of the biggest things that I want people to take away from this one, especially something you hit on a little earlier is, you know, because it's just environmental, it's, you know, it could be the social media aspect. It could be everything else tied into there and you're, Dude, it's it's not about just not giving a shit. It's about trying to find your happy medium of how to fix it yourself. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's just understanding what you do have control over and like you're not going to be able to change someone else's thoughts or someone else's reaction or you know, you can't take away someone else's pain, you know, for things either. It's really understanding like you can I can give them a space to feel comfortable to talk about things. I can, you know, what kind of things can I do for myself? And that's important especially for parents, I think to understand, you know. Is, seeing their kids go through stuff and, you know, being stressed about that. And it's like, well, what can you do for them? You know, you can't take away, you know, all these other external things that are happening, happening to them. Um, You know, how can you support in other ways? But you have to be able to hold that space for yourself first, I think before you can start to help other people um, with that. And it just, it comes down to, yeah, what's your perception of it and these thoughts that come through and what are they founded in and, and how do you, how do you react to them? You know, are you just reactive or yeah. do you, do you create what you can out of it? Yeah.
0: And can you actually, do you play the victim role all the time or do you take the, that would
1: be reacting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, and people that play the victim role all the time, they just, yeah, that's when you see, those are the most sick. It reinforces people those yeah, negative. Yeah, it bleeds. really does. It, it just, does. it starts yes. to
1: cycle all over again. It's the same thing, you know, we talk about with like dieting usually starts off with this negative thought or belief of something, you know, of like, I'm not good enough, or I don't look good enough, or I need to lose weight, whatever it is. Um, And so then that's what that's what dictates our actions. And so those actions might go into something of like stressing yourself out in a diet. And we talk about digestive stress and you know all that or overtraining in these workouts. And then you're not losing the weights. And now that belief is reinforced. And so what does that do? Then that leads to kind of this attitude of, well, it doesn't really matter what I do. So now you go into this binge and then this binge triggers this belief of, well, now, again, I'm not good enough and I don't look good enough. So now I need to try another diet. You know, and it just starts a cycle all over and over again. It's the same thing with your With your stress, you're just gonna whatever the the source of that's coming from or whatever load you're under, those beliefs dictate a lot of what those actions are gonna be and how you manage it. So that's the thing with like doctors is they'll. I you mean, know, I touched on this a little bit in the beginning of, you know, everyone's focused on the mental and emotional side. And so they'll they know that someone's under stress and they'll ask about your stress, but they'll tell, you, you know, just go for a walk or read a book or things. But they don't talk about necessarily some of these other stress loads, you know, which could be like the things that you're putting on your skin or especially the digestive side. Um, you know, so there's there's a lot of aspects. So it's the entire load that your body is going to respond to, not each part individually, but understand where each part, you know, where the stress loads can come from.
0: Dude, you absolutely killed that. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you absolutely killed that.
1: This is why they call me the stress terminator. I know. Oh my God. That is such a, oh,
0: that's that, that's your nickname from here on out. Everyone right. keeps
1: calling me a life coach and I'm like, I'm a stress terminator. I know. I, dude, that's <laughs> awesome. Know, but
0: that's awesome. I mean, yeah. literally I think you've summed it up better than anyone I've ever talked to in Kuwait yeah. in terms of talking about stress and especially the stress that we're dealing with here. And it's like, I mean dude that's awesome. The only advice I can give to people is hey, if you don't go to the bathroom for a couple of days, <laughs> go to the bathroom, de-stress from that, take, and, a, know, shit. take a shit, you feel and you'll better. feel better, you yeah. know, and like but yeah, I think you summed it up great and that's um you know, that's awesome. And if you have any other questions, if anyone has a question,
1: yeah, shoot h- shoot messages for sure. I mean, you've got us on Instagram at the at the project Kuwait.
0: Yep. Then, is that right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> the I podcast, think, I the think project, we always stumble I when it comes know, to our Instagram. I know. I know. Head over to but, our uh, Instagram, uh, the project yeah. Kuwait.
1: Shoot some messages and ask some questions. And stress management is a big part of what we're talking about and what we promote out here. So let us know what you're stressed about.
0: Yeah. And uh, Meg's got some awesome fact sheets.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, gotta got little, yeah, yeah, you got to talk about that. Yeah, you forgot about Looking that. At her yeah, now, I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a little stress guide. It's called Take Five, which is just take a few minutes. So um, I go through each types of those stress loads and I give you a little five minute action that you can do to relieve each one of those. Uh, very, very simple. Um, so we'll attach the the link to download that free guide um, with us. It's got a cool little movement video, um, nice little uh, body scan link uh, for a little meditation. If you're new to something like that, um, some simple skincare air quality gut health stuff that you can do to eliminate some of that stress all right well thanks for listening thank you guys
0: peace out thanks for listening to this episode if you enjoyed it please head over to iTunes to subscribe rate and leave a review you can also find us on Instagram at the project Kuwait thank you and join us next time